0: Good afternoon. Welcome to the Long Live the First Amendment and Free Speech Podcast. Free Press Media Press, Inc. sponsors this podcast. I'm Andrew Bichard. Today I read Attorney General Opinion JM-900. Friends, we got some good stuff in store for you today. So make sure you stick around. The book... Legal Research, How to Find and Understand the Law by NOLO Press recommended reading attorney general opinions in regard to the subject matter of which you focus. Since this podcast is focused on obscenity trials and related trials, I read this opinion pertaining to disorderly conduct. We've done some other podcast episodes in regards to disorderly conduct. Those were trials and laws we discussed so we're going to discuss the application of disorderly conduct law in this opinion. It was by Jim Maddox, who was the Attorney General then. It was on May eleventh, 1988 that he sent the letter. So this is what it said. It said, quote, Dear Representative Kane, Section 4201 of the Penal Code provides in part that, A, a person commits an offense if he intentionally and knowingly, one, uses abusive, indecent, profane, or vulgar language in a public place, and the language by its very utterance tends to incite an immediate breach of peace. End quote. There he's quoting from the law, as you can see. We discussed that law in one of our other podcasts, and since we're opposed to obscenity laws here, we do have reservations with this law. Now, we don't oppose disorderly conduct laws that pertain to things like fighting or using weapons in a public place. We are constitutionalists here, so we do believe in the right to bear arms. We don't believe that one has unlimited power to just shoot your gun anywhere, but you do have a right to bear arms. So, this is what Representative Kane was wondering about. He had some questions for. Attorney General Maddox here. It says, quote, You ask the following questions. Does uttering an abusive, indecent, profane, or vulgar language in a public place constitute an immediate breach of peace? Two, how is breach of peace defined in relation to Article 4201A1? End quote. The first question, to me, seems like not a very good question to ask because It states that in the law and the way the Attorney General is geared to her operating, he's gonna say yes. The second question is a more germane question because it involves interpretation. It involves the ambiguity of the term breach of peace, breach of peace and how it plays in the real world. So Maddox refers to some court decisions and the reasoning they had to elaborate on the definitions of these terms. He says, quote, In order for this provision to withstand scrutiny under the broad guarantees for freedom of expression and due process of the law, in the United States Constitution, the utterance prohibited can only include fighting words, end quote. He put an underline under only. So that's the key thing, folks. It has to be fighting words. It has to be something that would cause someone to fight. He cites Chaplinsky versus New Hampshire, and we did an episode about Walter Chaplinsky. We regard him as a hero. He didn't win his case, but we regard him as a hero for fighting the good fight. So he continues, he says, quote, Speech punishable under the penal code provision does not include language merely harsh and insulting. See, Gooding supra at five twenty five, and it should not include speech, actual or symbolic, that is only inappropriate, naughty, disgusting, repulsive, tactless, gross, or tactless, gross, or appalling. Conviction under a statute specifying a breach of peace as an element of the offense must be based on jury instructions including an adamant admonition that proof of actual or threatened violence is essential. End quote. He describes types of language that would not qualify. Now, these terms, like these are adjectives, and interpretations can vary from those terms as well, but he does a better job at explaining what is not included. If we included all those categories, we'd have the courts filled with tiny... Trifles of cases. And we wouldn't want that, would we? He also goes on to say that it has to be an issue where people are provoked to fight. He says anything else does not violate the law here. So the words have to be Something that provokes a fight. It's good that he doesn't want to expand the law any further. We don't want the courts filled with what he calls gross language. Every time someone said something gross or tactless. You want a trial for every tactless utterance by a person? I don't. Still, we don't like any law that will prohibit profane speech. So we here are dedicated towards at least reforming and perhaps overturning such laws. We love the First Amendment and free speech. So take this to heart and ask yourself how it can inspire you to be a better soldier in the battle of the First Amendment. How will you advance the First Amendment, freedom of speech, and third parties today? Long live the First Amendment and free speech. Goodbye.